Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Served up hot and fresh live from the G. Wagner Plumbing Studios. Don't forget, coming up on Friday, Wendy's offering four-piece chicken nuggets for free. Can't hug it out? Let's nug it out together at Wendy's starting at 10.30 a.m. for the rest of the day. One day only, Friday only, free four-piece nugget. You don't have to buy anything. You just pull up, tell me you want a free-piece four, uh, four-piece nugget drive through, get it, and be on your way. Now, odds are that's not going to happen. You're going to get some of the delicious French fries, which I love. And then you'll get a frost because you want to dip the French fries into the chocolate frosty to go along with it. And you'll have your chicken nuggets and everything will be lovely. So tell your friends, tell your family, hit up Wendy's on Friday. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is the great one, Ben Fennell, of course, uh, from NFL Network. Great NFL analyst. Follow him on Twitter as well. Ben, thanks for coming on. Absolutely, and now you got me pretty hungry after that Wendy's endorsement right there. I, know, I need right? some nuggets after this call. Hey, man, it's so <laughs> good. The spicy ones, all about the spicy nuggets. Hey, uh, okay, first things first, you you had a thing earlier today on, on Pittman, the wide receiver, and we've been so focused on wide receivers, you know, in the first round of, for the Green Bay Packers, and then after Gunnikunz came out and talked, uh, and now I think there are some people, including myself, that after you hear that teleconference he did the other day, now I'm thinking he may just try and swing for the fences and move up to get a really big play, a wide receiver possibly. No guarantee that'll move up for a wide receiver, but that's what everybody's hoping for, I think. But uh, Pittman is one of those guys you could get later in the draft, maybe in the second round. Uh, he might still be sitting there for the Packers, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's going to be a lot of intriguing day two values at that skill player position. I'm not sure who the move up at receiver would be for. Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs. I actually think if they move up in the draft, it's most likely for a tackle, if anything. Um, I think there's a lot more comparable talent at receiver on day two and at the back end of round one. I'm not sure who the target would be at receiver for a move up in round one, but there's a lot of big physical receivers in this draft. Hold like on one second. Let me cut you off, Ben. Let me cut you off. If, yeah, if, if you were if you were going Koontz and you just listed off those receivers, which one of those receivers you just named would fit best into what the Packers want to do with somebody with Devontae Adams? 
Well, I think they're looking for the formula like his buddy Kyle Shanahan had last year with Debo Samuel in finding those RPO manufactured touch gadget receivers. And I think the cream of the crop and the Mount Rushmore of this uh, draft is Henry Ruggs III, who's a little bit raw with his full receiver acclimate and route running, but he wakes up every morning with track speed and he's going to stretch defenses vertically, horizontally, be a returner, the gadget guy in the backfield. He's just going to make Aaron Rodgers' life so much easier. And I think there's a lot of style of those receivers in this draft. But Henry Ruggs is obviously the elite and the cream of the crop of that position. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on the move up. And I thought, like, listen, if they're going to move up, it's not for a receiver. If they're going to move up, I agree, offensive tackle and maybe a defensive tackle. I mean, I think if you go back and look at some of the games that they lost, Philadelphia and the two San Francisco games, I, I thought they need to get a little bit better up front, someone to go along with, uh, with, with Clark. Hey, you know me. Whenever in doubt, bolster the trenches. And those four losses, all by 25 points, all got gashed right up the middle in the run game. So addressing and adding to the box in the front seven is always a good strategy, whether on offense and bolstering the offensive line or stacking the box on defense and adding some more talent around Kenny Clark and inside of those uh, very versatile and productive edge rushers. Yeah, uh, Ben, for me, if I hear uh, the package just made a trade to go up 15 spots or 10 spots or whatever, if it's not, uh, Kenneth Murray, I'm gonna be like, what? But the the receiver I like though, I, that guy's a man. That guy's a player in the middle linebacker. I think he can play everything, Ben. But the receiver I like is uh, Denzel Mims. If he's there at 30, maybe they take a look at him or move back and try to get him in the second round. I mean, he's a big old. I mean, the guy I seen him play, so I'm a little, you know, when I see a guy play, that's a little different than watching highlights. Cause all these kids got great highlights, and all of them run fast, (laughs) all of them look good. But I mean, that guy got a nice catch radius. I like him. Not only that, he has the catch radius. He has the size. He's obviously not massive like Chase Claypool or Pittman, but he has good Mm -hmm. speed, good size, good route running, good, uh, you know, adjustments, and working the sideline in the fifty-fifty. He's very quietly one of the more well-rounded receivers in this draft. Now, obviously, Jerry Judy has the twitch, and Ruggs has you know, the, the speed, and C.D. Lamb has the yards after catch. But when you're just putting together the full profile of a receiver, Denzel Mims has a lot of boxes checked, and he has a 4-3 four, four, speed, very productive player, the good size. Reminded me a lot of A.J. Green. And he has a couple concentration drops, but I promise, for every one of those boneheaded drops, he has a highlight reel catch or a one-handed grab over a corner. So uh, I think the drop thing is a bit overrated when you get to the high-volume receivers. Sticking to I know a guy, like Leroy always say, what about my guy Quintez <laughs> Cephas? I mean, i seen him yeah, play a lot. I one, saw Gary. him go up against the Cuda yeah. guy at Ohio State and told him a new one. I saw him go against them DBs at University of Minnesota at Minnesota. One-on-one, just snatch it right out of the air. I know there Mm -hmm. were some legal problems. He's got cleared of it. I know his 40 wasn't great, but I think he fit well within the offense. I think he might be a a second-round talent. Most certainly he may go in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, actually I have some interesting names here. My comp, I had to quickly scroll through my notes here to find him. He reminded me a little bit of a poor man's Muhammad Sanu. 
kind of that yep, bigger. Yeah, that's a good one, Ben. Slot receiver. That's a good one. He's got good size to him. He's six one. He's two hundred and ten pounds. He's got a core to him. He's got a butt to him. Uh, he was a DB in high school as well. He's a really intriguing athlete. Actually, had Division One offers in basketball coming out of high school. Uh, but has played some time in the slot and on outside. I don't have a whole lot of notes written down. Obviously, he had some injuries and the off-field stuff. But I wrote down a really interesting release package. Knows how to win at the line of scrimmage and has good hands. So those oh, kind of traits man. right there should plug in play to most offenses in the NFL. When I Get saw out. him, Go ahead, when yeah. I saw real quick, Leroy, when I saw yeah. him in person at one mm-hmm. in practices, I tell you who he looked who he looked like. Now, not who he plays like, but when I saw the the, the physical stature of him, he looked mm-hmm. a lot like Sterling Sharp. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the same mold I was describing Muhammad Sanu. They're a little yeah. short, but they are thick and rocked yes. up and have a yeah. wide chest and have no yes. problem bench pressing a little nickel back off you and press coverage <laughs> there. The one issue with him, you know, he doesn't right. have that kind of juice, that vertical speed, but he might be a guy like a, a Robert Woods that doesn't have a whole lot of physical qualities mm-hmm. but just moves the chains on third down and ends up being a quarterback's best friend. So maybe he doesn't have that juice over the top, but somebody that I think could be a really good possession receiver. I would love him, Ben. Why you? I want you to start uh, go over your notes for running back. Now the Packers <laughs> do need to get a running back because this guy now, now Ben, don't roll your eyes at me now because I love Florida State. <laughs> this, I mean, Cam Akers to me, Cam Akers. I tried to tell Gary and Steve and Billy. I say, man, listen. Florida State got a lot of good running backs, okay? And one of the best ones went to Minnesota, okay? I told them about Dalvin Cook a long time ago. I think Cam Akers, I don't know, second, third round, Ben, I don't know where you got him at, but this kid going to go somewhere <laughs> and going to be a nice role player. I know I'm an alumni, but anything, what you got on Cam Akers? I, mean, I really like this kid. A uh, ridiculous athlete, five-star, highly touted recruit just played in that absolute dysfunctional Florida State offense with issues at quarterback, issues at offensive line. Now, what did that show us? This guy can get out of some junk. Now, everybody can hit hit some holes when they're open for you. He didn't have a whole lot of open holes. So he had to create in the backfield, get out of a lot of trouble, and create for himself, which you have to be able to do. And I think that's what separates the elite backs from the everyday backs, so the ones that can create that extra yardage. And he has the juice inside. He has the juice to get to the perimeter on the edge. He has the upside in the pass game. He had a one-handed catch down the scene last year in 2018, I think, against Florida. He's a really interesting player. He just absolutely got the shaft at Florida State. They asked him to play quarterback towards the end of the season there. And I would have loved for him to stay for a senior campaign with Mike Norvell coming over from the University of Memphis because this guy pumps out dual-threat running backs. And he loves to feature running backs in the pass game, whether that's Tony Pollard last year, now with the Cowboys, or Antonio Gibson coming out this year, who ran 4-3-9, or even D.J. Foster back to Arizona State. Mike Norvell is a really good coach, but I don't blame Cam Akers for leaving. I'm sure he was just fed up with that program. Uh, but he's a really interesting player, and he's a pretty consensus top five running back. I think he might even go ahead of Jonathan Taylor in this climate, considering what he can do on third down for you. Let me ask you this. We're going to jump off the chart here a little bit. I want to ask you about this Gronkowski thing and did did adding Gronkowski to Tampa Bay, did that make them a threat 
uh, two of the Green Bay Packers in the NFC? Well, I don't know if adding Gronkowski makes him a threat. That didn't didn't really move the needle for me. Bruce Arians what, what is more of a for wide receiver. What's that? What moved the needle for you? Well, adding Tom Brady moved the needle and said, all right, hold on, now we have another contender in the NFC. But when I hear Bruce Arians' name and the offense that I kind of know coming from Pittsburgh and now with Tampa Bay, it's not a huge tight end offense. The tight end position really isn't featured. So that was more of a Brady security blanket, a culture type of player to kind of come into that locker room with the veteran presence there. And if anything, my ears perked up and eyes perked up thinking maybe O.J. Howard could be had for a third or a fourth round pick, Mm -hmm. thinking that was my thought process before Gronk went there, knowing that Arians really doesn't feature the tight end position. He'd be much more comfortable with having three and four receiver sets out there. So my ears kind of perked up knowing, hey, O.J. Howard's out there and Green Bay could really use a two-way tight end of the future. Well, so so the 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 addition to Gronk to Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, with Godwin, with all the other additions. He said no, have, Gary, that, let it go. Well, well no, I'm gonna let it go. I'm just he still didn't <laughs> answer the question. I mean, what did that do for you in the oh, NFC? You just man. it stayed the same, they still win seven games, they win eight games, is it more, is it less? That's all he I'm said, saying. Uh, just leave, relax, Leroy. You you don't know who we talking to. This Ben Fiddle, man, he ate one hundred on I everything. Think, I still think they're a pretty fringe playoff team. It's going to be a really <laughs> tough division. Obviously, fringe. the Saints are really competitive. I'm telling you, the Carolina Panthers are going to shock some people with Matt Rule and Christian McCaffrey and a lot of new blood out there in Carolina. That's a really tough competitive division. I think yeah. the Falcons on a year-to-year basis. You don't know if they're going to be contenders or pretenders. So, as much as I'm intrigued with Tom Brady and adding, a, you know, obviously a veteran presence and a winner to the NFC. There's a lot of talent in the NFC, so it's going to be a dogfight whether he was there or not for the Green Bay Packers. My man. Talking with Ben Fennell of the NFL Network. Of course, follow him on Twitter as well. Does a lot of great stuff uh, and read all of his great Great articles. And great film breakdown uh, as well uh, on Twitter, too. I I want to get your thoughts on on this because there's a lot of rumors out there about the Dolphins now possibly wanting to move up to three to possibly take an offensive tackle. Uh, And then there was another report out there, I think by Ian Rappaport, that there could be a run on tackles early in this draft. Uh, Tell me about how many offensive tackles you think could end up going in the first round and the likelihood of any of them getting to the Packers at 30. I legitimately think there will be seven, potentially eight tackles in the first round going. Obviously the five cream of the crop with Jedrick Wills, Becton, Josh Jones, Tristan Wirfs, Andrew Thomas. But then potentially Josh, uh, excuse me, Austin Jackson at USC. Ezra Cleveland seems to be he's going to be a first rounder now. Isaiah Wilson, the right tackle at Georgia. So we could be talking seven or eight tackles in the first round. And if I could just throw out a prediction that we're a yeah. day before the draft, and I know Cleveland has sniffed around, maybe trading up. I predict the Packers trade out of round one at thirty, and I think that's just a prime position for another team to go get their guy. And I just mm-hmm. don't think the Packers are going to have one of their guys at 30. That's going to be a spot for another team to come take a quarterback, come take a running back, come take an interior defensive lineman because it's not a deep group. I think the Packers are going to get out of 30 and add maybe two or three later picks in the draft, which I think is okay because it's a very intriguing middle of the draft uh, year for prospects. You know, that'll that, save them some money, too, because that's what Steve's been saying. He wanted them to trade back, trade back. a little bit. 
Yeah, as, as Marcus said, they should trade back. Does that save them a little bit of money if they do that? That'd be great if they could pick up another pick because they got 10 picks now. Because we had a, a question, do you think they'll have uh, 10 picks under or over that, you know, add a bunch of picks or, get you know, get rid of some picks? Yeah, you know, the money thing, obviously first-rounders are exponentially paid more. The biggest the extra year. the first-rounders getting that fifth-year option. So just having the, the team has access to that player for five years as opposed yep. to four years. Yep. But that's a yep. way down the road thing there. So uh, I don't okay. think that is really part of the conversation at 30. It's intriguing, but you really have to know what you got at 30 first before we start talking about fifth-year options and salary mm-hmm. cap implications for two and three years down the road. When you look at the San Francisco 49ers, Ben, they're telling everybody they're wide open for business. Uh, and are willing to deal uh, their first-round draft choices. Do you think it's a smoke screen? Do you think they're going to sit there uh, and, and take those players, or do you think there's a legitimate chance here that Lynch could deal out uh, of that Colts pick that he traded for uh, uh, earlier uh, in the offseason? I think what they're doing in San Francisco is beautiful. I think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have their feet up with two first-round picks and not a whole lot of needs on offense or defense and saying, if you guys want them, make some offers. If not, we'll gladly take Kinlaw or add another receiver or Henry Ruggs to this offense. I think they walk into the draft with very little need, which gives them a lot of flexibility. And to sit there with two first-round picks coming off a Super Bowl appearance and not many holes, man, that's a scary proposition for the NFC. Forget the Buccaneers. I'm really terrified of the San Francisco 49ers. And them reloading with some more youth and talent. Can you imagine – if they replace the Forrest Buckner with Javon Kinlaw and add like a Henry Ruggs to this already dangerous offense, like that's a really dangerous proposition right there. They're the, for- the forefront favorites in the NFC, in my opinion. There he is, Ben Fennel. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter, Ben Fennel underscore NFL, at Ben Fennel underscore NFL. Just great stuff, like always. Superbly uh, talented as, at that. Ben, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thanks, Appreciate ben. it. Thanks a lot, Ben. Absolutely. It's the day before the draft, so, you know, I got to rewatch, rethink everything, restack my board, and reconsider <laughs> yeah. everything I've done for rewatch. six months. Now, hold on a second. Yeah. Do, 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 you, do you have a board? I do. I just don't have a particular platform to release it on. So I'm a little bit coy about just putting it out on Twitter and just letting people rip it apart. I yeah, want to have a little bit more of a platform for my draft yes. content. Yes. I'm exploring some options with NFL.com and The Athletic and some things like that. But I've really been a little bit shy about just releasing my board because all it does is kind of a, uh, you know, kind of incite criticism. Well, Ben, how about this? Rip it apart, so. How about this? How about you just text your board to like Gary or Leroy, <laughs> and then no. next week we can come on and talk about who the Packers took and where they were on your board. We believe that might in be fair. We can work something out. Yeah, we won't put it on Twitter or social <laughs> media, but it'll be something for us to reference when we get you on. I don't know. I think it could be fun. All right, ben. I trust him. Whatever you say, I trust him. Thanks so much, Ben. We hey, appreciate we're, it. We're, we're in the trust Good stuff. here. I trust you guys. I love you guys. You betcha. Take hey, care, man. Ben. We love you too, my brother. Be safe. Take care. There he is, Ben Fennell on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? I hear Leroy's voice in my head right now. A Great Midwest what Bank I'm saying, home renovation Don't loan. Give it away for free. May give you the space <laughs> it deserves. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. You know, you say that, but the funny thing is, Chad Ryder, who we have on all the time, that's what he used to do, was give it away for free. And eventually, yeah, I ended a gig yeah, in the NFL. Yeah. 
So okay. it all depends. No, and Fennel's already in the NFL. Remember, Ben's already in the I just heard a voice in my head. Remember, Fennel already is in the NFL. He works for the Eagles. So, yeah, okay. I mean, he's already yeah. technically in the NFL. Now it's just a yeah. matter of how he wants to expand the scouting yeah. aspect of everything. Right. Mm. Uh, all right, let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back on the other side. Oh, Three good. o'clock is here already, which means we get to talk to Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press Gazette up next here on the Wendy's Big Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.